<laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. The Tesla Talks podcast. We've got same old people, but new people. And uh, we got a, a lot on this show today. So let's get right to it. And we got questions at the end. We got so much updates uh, in the Tesla related world, but also a Tesla, uh, an update regarding the podcast. So for everyone uh, that does want to see our ugly faces, we are now streaming on um, like audio streaming. So if you want to check this out in the car, just on a banner, if you're watching this at home, folks, and you know, it's probably best to watch it um, on YouTube because we, we pull up slides and we talk about certain videos and pictures and stuff. Like that. So if you can get a chance to watch it, obviously that's the best because if you just listen to the audio version, you probably don't know what we're talking about. And then we'll have to describe it to the audio listeners. Makes it a little difficult. But anyways, now you can get it in your Tesla in TuneIn Radio. And of course, if you don't have your uh, uh, Tesla or if you're not in your car or whatever, you can listen to it on any kind of uh, Apple device on uh, iTunes. So get it there. It's under just search for Tesla Talks podcast and you'll find it for sure. So before I go any further, uh, before we start, we have to introduce our guests. Uh, we're going to introduce the guests um, that are always here and then we'll introduce our new guests. So you can see on the bottom, folks, let's start with uh, Mother Frunker. Say see, hello. I have a cool entrance, right? I have the yes. lights that come on. and <laughs> As soon as I said that. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing so, today, buddy? All right. Still a little bit sick, but yeah. uh, a little better. You so. sound you sound and look a lot better. We missed yeah, you last week. Yeah. 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 Wish I could have been here, but I still watched it. It was really good. You guys did an excellent job. So Thank you. Thank you. We just try to do good for you, buddy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and over to your left or the right of the screen, we have Mark, the Tesla backseat baller. How you doing, Mark? Hey, hey, what's going on? I'm doing good, doing good. Just let me pour this, and I'm gonna feel a lot better. Yeah. I've got uh, when I did my drive down to Tennessee, picked up this uh, selection barrel reunion. You can only get it when you're down there at the distillery, and then to back it up as a chaser, I got a little Budweiser Jim Bean also. Oh, looks cool. I now, once you're having me for the, I don't know if you uh, caught second. my uh, comment last week on your video. I swear it's like a drinking channel. You guys yes. are talking. <laughs> he did say something to that effect. Um, <laughs> let's introduce our last guest. Uh, he hasn't been here before, but this is his first and not, definitely not the last. Anthony <laughs> Tesla Milton. How you doing, Anthony? Hey, how's it going, guys? Anthony, oh, yeah. for, for, for everyone at home, Anthony basically lives down the street from me he could have been pulled up a chair right beside me we could have been right here but thanks for, over. thanks for coming on the show buddy i appreciate it no I, I did bring my own booze yeah you know what so. uh we are I, I gotta say folks we are not alcoholics um if you're not into drinking i apologize take no offense to it but uh we all have our drinks i've got the same drink as last week and the week before not all of us. yes oh yes not all not all yes yes yeah. yes well um and it's always hard to do it, guys. Uh, for people at home, because I now I've got to think of the audio listeners. People at home, we're all pointing to Franklin. He's uh, under the weather, so he's not uh, having a I, drink. I'm drinking ginger ale. Like, it's really good for my throat. So Yeah, it is. It is. It yeah. is. It is. Put some brandy in there. You're all good to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're three and a half minutes in. Let's get to our first topic. Unless uh, anyone wants to say anything special before we start up. Yeah. Special. I'd like to say something back. special. The uh, Tesla stocks today were special. Oh wait, that's the first topic. Sorry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, let's let's go for it. Uh, take this off my ugly face and uh, let's let's talk about it. Right in. Yes. Yeah. So, the t 
I was Go reading ahead. that they dumped. Uh, you, you have the article up. So the Saudi Arabia uh, fund dumped ninety five percent of it. Ninety percent of their holding. Oh, ninety nine point five. Yeah. So wow. they lost like four, an absurd amount four, of money. Four point five billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, Just by that, selling it a couple of months early. That's real. Uh, that yeah. is. But you know what? That's is it. Is it anything to them? I hate to say it. And uh, we were talking about this yesterday on on another uh, video, with all this billions of dollars and naming all these all this money. Like, but the Saudis is it really worth anything? Uh, like, is it damaging to them? Will they will they feel it? I think it's like less than ten percent <laughs> of their total. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's a drop in the bucket, basically. I mean, it's still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, well, uh, it says the fund has $320 billion worth of assets, so uh, it's kind of a drop in the bucket. But so, um, obviously, you know, holding on to it for a few more weeks would not have been a bad thing in retrospect. So I'm guessing oh, uh, your your video is going to go live tomorrow. So t today, like when we're doing this, uh, the Tesla shares skyrocketed uh, oh, the did last they ever? few days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, they probably... To, uh, they closed at $107.06, and then after hours, they were up about another 17 bucks. so... After hours is nine hundred and four. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, they closed at one nine. What did they close? They closed at eight ninety eight, right? Eight eighty seven. Eight eighty seven, and in six cents. <laughs> okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Yesterday on Monday, which was the second, no, the third, it basically changed. And I'm not a stock guy. You guys know more about this stuff than I do. Anthony was. We were talking before we started, and uh, he was calling out um, figures and. Uh, things that I didn't even understand, but in a nutshell, if correct me if I'm wrong, it went up twenty percent yesterday, yeah. and then today it went up another fifteen. Yes, from open to close. That's no, which is another seventy-three. Yeah, Almost it's an absurd increase over short. It was, it was up about twenty-three percent at one point today. So yeah, dropped yeah. about ten percent at the end. Oh, jeez, I I really thought it was gonna hit a thousand. So part of uh, so I did like I do invest in stocks. Uh, and I read quite a bit about it. Five percent of the short sellers today had to cover their short sales, uh, which helped inflate the cost. And then you had people jumping on. Uh, there's a lot of positive articles now, finally, uh, yeah, saying that you know they see it as like a trillion dollar company. Uh, I think it's it's a good thing, but it's a negative thing. I think the expectations are increasing much higher than uh, what's possible in the short term. I don't know. Like too fast, you mean? Yeah, way too quick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's hard to say where it's going to go. I mean, uh, I think one of the other reasons why it went up today was there was an investor named Ron Bear, and he said that uh, he thinks that the uh, revenues could reach a trillion dollars in the next decade, which is pretty significant if that yeah, was to I, happen. I did read that. Yeah. So, uh, it's, but yeah, it's up 112 percent since the start of the year. So, so Jeez. I think like something like five percent of all people who were short selling had to cover their uh, shares. So okay. for those who don't fully understand i'll try to explain it real quick That's if me. you bought the share if the stock was at 300 dollars, let's say they were borrowing a share from someone at 300 but then they sold it back into the market and then they're hoping that the share would drop to 200 let's say and then they'd buy it back and then cover uh the share that they they were borrowing so they make a hundred dollar profit uh because okay. the stock went from 300 up to 900 now they're at a net negative 600 loss so Per share. Uh, yeah, per share. So they're only going to hold a loss for so long before they cover and they pay their share amounts. And so, when they pay their share amounts, they're actually buying stock. 
They're buying stocks, yeah. So, so they're buying, buying it at nine hundred. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Jesus so Christ. as the after price sell, after selling it for three, right? So yeah. So after the as the price is increasing, uh, the short sellers have to cover their amounts. So they're buying stocks at a higher amount, which is helping inflate the total amount quicker, basically. So we saw five percent of uh, the market today cover, uh, like five percent of the people are short selling cover just today alone which is a very large percentage. So the message so. is that don't short test a stock. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, the numbers are insane, though. Uh, well, it's 36% in the last two days alone. Yeah. 36%. Yeah, I like, couldn't find a company week... that was equivalent to their growth. Like, we're talking like market cap. Like you can find the small companies that are like a dollar or whatever, and they jump up to like the hundreds. The penny stocks. Yeah, but something like Tesla, where they already had a market, and then they skyrocketed like this. It's really, really impressive. So, yeah, yeah so it's I mean, obviously it'll be interesting to see uh, where it goes. I'm not sure yeah. if it can be sustained or not, because I mean, obviously the realities of the market will have to set in eventually. So if this is um, a valid repricing of the stock based on um, the actual, uh, I guess, results of the company and things like that. I mean, it, it may very well be that the, the price is simply too low in the past. Uh, you know, we've seen the stock down as low as, what, 140 bucks within the last 12 months. So, you know, it is entirely possible that those prices were dramatically lower than what they ought to be. And that what we're seeing now is simply a readjustment to where they probably should be based on the fundamentals of the company. But at the same time, when people see this, you know, huge rocket type spike in the, in the share price it does kind of make you wonder how long it's going to be able to maintain that and whether it's um you know happening for a reason or just happening uh because people are getting a little over excited about things so you'll see i suppose i think it's yeah. finally being valued as a tech company rather than mm -hmm. just an automaker yeah yeah i agree with that i think people are starting to realize what it is that they uh, they offer yeah definitely. And, what, and what differentiates them from their peers in, in the automotive uh, market market space. I think they have to grow 10% more to be the number one automaker in terms of like value. Which is pretty, uh, well, they're, yeah, they're, they're bigger than the Detroit three combined. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not saying much seeing what happened to them uh, back in the recession. But no, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's, it, it, it's an impressive feat at the end of the day. Now, you guys, by all means, you don't have to um, mention this if you don't want to. And I'm not going to go through one by one, one of you guys, but um, I'll start by saying I had Tesla shares, I don't stocks, I don't anymore, but I'm kicking myself because uh, there's there, no secret. I'll, I'll be fully uh, transparent and open. I sold it because it was just too volatile because I'm not a stock person and, and it made me nervous for the little time that I did hold it with it going up and down, up and down with like a roller coaster. And I sold it at 280. Now ask me if I'm kicking myself. <laughs> Are you taking yourself? Yeah. <laughs> rhetorical, guys. Rhetorical. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I am. I'm. Well, I'm not kicking myself. You know, it's the stocks. Like, it, I mean, if I'd held on to it last June when it was down to a buck seven, a hundred and seventy or something like that, I think whatever the low was. Like, yeah, I would have. I would have felt it, and I probably would have panicked then. So, I just don't have the stomach for this kind of stuff. <laughs> That's the bottom line. So, if you guys have Tesla stocks and you're long on them, you know. Congrats. Uh, I was talking to somebody online, and I don't know. I can't verify this. 
one of one of the members in, in my Facebook group was saying that they have 2,500 shares. I did the quick math, and that's like just short of two million dollars. And that was as of yesterday. Like I said, I don't know if they do or not. Uh, it's not wow. it's not unimaginable. But if they do, and they got in when it was like, uh, what was the IPO? Twenty dollars, twenty-two, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, it depends when they got in, right? I mean, you, yeah, you can a fairly small investment can turn into a very large one over over time. Uh, obviously, in the case of Tesla, it hasn't really been that long since the IPO in the grand scheme. But I mean, you know, stocks go up, and if you, you know, forty thousand dollars on day one could be, you know, two million dollars today. It's just a just a question of, uh, you know, which way, yeah. which way the stock goes, right? But on the other hand, forty thousand dollars then could also be like zero, right? So. You know, Here's a big it, it goes both ways. Think it's going to split. Uh, oh, splitting! I, yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, I know some companies don't like to do it because, it, you know, I mean, when you when you split, you know, I mean, if you do like say a five to one split, you're going to you know quintuple the number of shares on the market, and you know that has an impact uh, as well to the, to the business, right? So I, I mean, you see some companies out there like Amazon is what like two and a half thousand dollars a share, and you know they don't want to split because they don't want to split. So I think it's one of those things where as, as an investor, I'd like to see it because. You know, if I have you know x, x number of shares at you know nine hundred bucks, and then they do a five for one split or something like that, and I'm going to have you know x times five, right? Um, but and, and the benefit of shares from a retail investor perspective is it allows you to get in at a lower price, and then if the stock continues to go up, uh, you know, and, I, and I've experienced this with Apple because I've owned Apple stock since two thousand four, and I've been through three splits, I think, and you know, I've, I've obviously got substantially more shares now. Uh, than I did when I bought them, um, simply because simply because of the splits, and yet the value of those shares is substantially more than it was before all of the splits. So it, it can work really well as long as the stocks continue to go up. But I think from a business perspective, there's a lot of things that they need to think about. Uh, I can't before, see before they would actually do it. I think it's too short for like the stocks have been that high for a long period of time, like long enough for them to do the split either. Like we're talking forty-eight hours for this thing to skyrocket, right? to blow up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, even you know, even before, I mean, last year, you know, it was, you know, I mean, last year's low, I think, was one hundred and seventy-nine, but yeah. you know, it was, it was around 300, 350 for a while there, and you know, and even at that that high, I mean, that that's a level where a lot of people won't won't get in, right? If you want to buy a hundred shares at three hundred and fifty bucks, that's that's a thirty-five thousand dollar investment, right? So, you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily willing to take that bet whereas if it was you know 50 bucks or 100 bucks then maybe they would you know so. and and that's what i mean like someone like me now or maybe dax wants to get back in it but like at a 900 dollars, no but if it goes back to 200 okay you know what well, let me, let well me mark <laughs> i said that on friday when it was 650 and i'm like no but if i had done it on friday and and i would have thought i was an idiot but if i had done it i'd be laughing today Gone up thirty five percent since Friday. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you, you never know, right? I mean, you never the way know. I, the, the way I look at Tesla, I mean, I, I have, I, I don't have a lot of Tesla stock. I mean, certainly nowhere near what, what the kind of Facebook said. Um, you know, I have, I have a very moderate position in Tesla, but the money I put into it, which was last year, is about a little bit over a year since I bought the stock. And the way I looked at it was, it was money that I was willing to lose if that was to happen. Um, it's not that I want to lose it, but it wasn't enough money to say, okay, well, you know, if I lose this, I'm like screwed and I can't retire ever. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to risk my, 
retirement savings on a stock like Tesla, not because I don't believe in the company or their mission, but simply because it's you know, that money is too important to me for other things. Yeah, right. Yeah, I get um, it. However, it's, it's like you, you, you know, go into the casino, really. Yeah, exactly. However, you know, there I, I did have some money in, in my retirement savings account that was from some stock dividends that I've been receiving over the few years. So I figured, okay, I'll take that, you know, because it was kind of like free money in a sense, you know, it was money given to me by companies that I have shares in through dividends. So yep. I figured, okay, well, I'll take that money and I'll buy as many Tesla shares with that money as I can. And it wasn't a lot, but, you know, it was it was a reasonable amount. And, you know, I'm happy because it's it's gone up enough that in theory, if I was to sell them today, I'd probably be able to buy myself a Model X. But, you know, that's today, right? Tomorrow, I mean, you know, it was up 150 bucks, 200 bucks in the last two days. I mean, a week from now, it could be $600 again. So who knows, right? Um, and that's, it, it's and that's how it is. Yeah. See, yeah, no, I, it, you know I what? think like the company, I, I invested into Tesla mainly because I believe long-term, uh, I believe in not just the mission, but like they are the leaders with battery tech and technology. So I think long-term, I like I only invest in companies I believe in. So I won't touch Facebook, for example, uh, <laughs> despite knowing that I could have made good money on it. Like I understand their financials and stuff like that. And Dax is laughing, but because uh, no, I, I know what other companies coming next. <laughs> no, no, there's there's certain no, 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 there's just certain companies I won't invest in, right? Uh, because they don't correspond with what I believe in, and I think Tesla has such a <laughs> large uh, range. Uh, Mark, <laughs> Tesla has such a large gap on uh, the competition right now, and it's uh, like you got to see long term. You got to see where their position is, and I think long term it's gonna be, it's a great investment, right? So you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. Oh, oh, for sure, yeah. And I mean, I think the thing I would say is, if, like, if I was younger, um, then I would view it differently, right? Yeah, you know, and it's not like you know. I mean, I, I have I have you know backstops on my my holdings, so that if it drops too far too fast, I'll I'll get out, right? Um, but again, if I was your age, you know, it would be okay because I could say, you know, what, I'm going to go off and, you know, buy you know 500 shares over over a period of a few years and hold on to them for 20 years, right? Uh, yeah. Because I don't need that money for another 20, 25 years. But you know, when you're my age, you know, I, I you know I can't afford to lose money because I don't have time to wait for it to recover. Right? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I think, I think that's the difference, right? Yeah, no, okay, guys. Sense. You know what? We it, it's an interesting topic um, and conversation, and and I want to bring it up first and foremost because it's uh, top of mind and it's what's happening currently uh, this week. But we're almost twenty minutes in, and uh, we haven't moved over to our other topics. We could we could have a whole show just about this, but let's move we on. Yeah, I <laughs> no. know we should. And, and you know what? If next week at this time, uh, it's in the thousands or cross over a thousand, and still even, do even over a thousand bucks, I'd be like, whoa, maybe. Yeah, like we, we, we have a plaid mode, baby. Plaid mode stock. I'll get the what? live stream back up if it hits over a thousand. <laughs> yeah, so let's move on. Uh, we're moving on to, and this won't be quick. We, we talked a lot about the Model Y last week um, and all the stuff that came out with the uh, earnings call and stuff like that. But one of the things that we, we touched on briefly was the. Um, trims and the model, the, the trim levels that are coming out, uh, the versions, which was the uh, performance and the uh, all-wheel drive. Those ones, obviously, just, you know, like Tesla usually does. I know they didn't do it with the Model 3, but usually what they do is they sell the higher price ones first. Uh, and a lot of people were concerned that uh, that they put an order in for the uh, all, not, not sorry, not all-wheel, the long-range real wheel drive and it didn't show up in the configurator anymore and my take on it last week was you know what 
like I said, they're just going to sell the higher price versions now and they'll start to release that one, you know, maybe six months down the line or a year down the line, whenever. But thinking about it in the last week, I'm thinking they may not. They may not bring out this, uh, this rear-wheel drive long-range version because what I forgot is they stopped making it for the Model 3. They slowly yeah. phased it out. They, they, I remember they did it, one of those, it was off-menu. You could get it, but it was off-menu. And now you can't even get it at all. The only one you can get, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is the entry-level one, obviously, is the SR or the SR Plus, and then goes into the all-wheel drive. What do you guys think? Do you think that they're actually going to make uh, a long-range? Real-wheel drive, remember? you mean? I, yeah, I don't think yeah, so. long-range. No. No, again, the fact that it's off the menu now completely, um, I, I think they're going to just not even bother with it. Um, yeah. Now, anyone that's placed an order, are they going to fulfill it? I mean, I, Tesla usually is pretty good at that, so maybe they will. Um, or they'll yeah, I think, just I think offer they have some to, right? sort of upgrade. Yeah, because people are getting annoyed. They'll get you and... into this. <laughs> people always get annoyed, though. It doesn't matter. You cannot please everyone. Well, See, yeah, but it's, it, but it's a bit different when you're, you know, I mean, it's not just like the cyber truck where you're slapping $100 down and saying, okay, well, you know, throw my name in the bucket and, you know, when the time comes, let me know. I mean, the, these are people, people have ordered this vehicle, right? I mean, they've configured it, they've ordered it. They're See, expecting that's, to get that car. Right? See, that's the difference. Anthony, Mine's did, a... did you pre-order the Model 3 before, like, you know, when it was, what, a year or two when they first did it? Did you I had a, pre-order for a that? reservation for it, but I didn't order it. Right? There's a difference to me. Yeah, anyway. but that's yeah, it's kind of the same thing. You put some money down on it, and you're waiting how long for it. No, no, ask, for, ask Franklin, because he orders, like, four of them or something. So, so there's a difference. There's a The, the Model 3 was a reservation. I put $1,000 in. I reserved a spot to configure the car uh the cyber truck is a the same thing you put a hundred dollars down you order you're in a spot to configure the car the model y was an actual order agreement it was so yeah. it was thirty two hundred dollars down uh for each one and i got an actual order agreement so they've agreed to sell me that car with those configuration at that price yes um, the only, yeah, you're absolutely right, Franklin. The only thing that may have changed, not that your agreement has changed contractually, but now since uh, last week after the earnings call and they updated the configurator and stuff like that, now in the States at least, not here in Canada, now you can get it for $100 hmm. apparently. So I don't See, know if that once again is a reservation or an order. I'm guessing it's an order. Well, they, they changed their order deposit in the U.S. to $100 for all the cars, right? Oh, is that what it is? They yeah. just uniformed it with the rest. Okay, yeah. and I that's the non-refundable. One, See, right? here's the thing: I'm not a lawyer, and I haven't gone through the fine print detail. I'm sure there's somewhere in there that says they can modify and adjust and whatever. So, my long-range rear-wheel drive might not actually uh, come to fruition. It might be uh, all-wheel drive instead. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah it's I, fully I, Pardon? Yeah, the deposit is. It's yeah. fully refundable. That thirty-two hundred. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Those, so, I mean, those they could refundable. say, "Hey, we're not making this model. We're going to refund your money if you don't want it." Right. I mean, they can go down that path too. They'll obviously. I, I think they probably will make it. Oh, will. You think they will? I think, I think they will. I, I think what they're doing now is, you know, people will order what's presented, right? So if you want a Model Y and you go to the configurator now, you have a choice of either the, the all-wheel drive or the performance. So if that's the only options you have, as long as it's not a financial concern, then you're going to order what's there, right? Uh, yeah. You, you're not going to order 
you know, something else. So I, to me, I think it's one of those things where, you know, the all-wheel drive and the performance are going to be the highest margin versions of the vehicle. They're going to be the ones they want to sell first. And I suspect it's going to be similar to what they did with the Model 3, where the SR Plus eventually came along, where, you know, they start off with the higher price ones and then they gradually start to introduce the lower price models later. Yeah. Um, when, when production I, capacity is ramped up. So I think we will eventually see a long range, but it's not going to be the first ones off the line. You're going to see all wheel drive and performance for, you know, some period of time. And we'll have to wait and see. Long yeah. range will show up. We'll have to wait and see. Like you're, you're right. And I, I, after you guys talking, I'm maybe a little more convinced that the long range, uh, real wheel will show up. Um, like I was thinking last week, but just after a while, Last week, I was thinking, I was, I was thinking maybe it wouldn't. But anyways, moving on. Speaking of rear-wheel uh, drive, sorry, do you have some to add, Mark? Yes, uh, actually, by the agreement, your vehicle is priced and configured based on features and options available at the time of order, and you can confirm the availability with the Tesla. Options, features, or hardware released after you place your order may or not not be included or available for your vehicle. Okay, so they so put the little out rear wheel drive. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, not really, because at, at the time of order, that was what you were made. That was what was made available to you, right? So that was your agreement. Yeah. yeah. We'll have I mean, to I, wait and yeah, see. We'll, we'll see. Right. We'll have to wait and see about that. What we don't have to wait and see is the ride sharing app, because uh, they're. I'm hearing that they're going to release it before FSD is actually available. Right. Which yes, I think's a really good, uh, good thing. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it gets launched because I mean you're looking at the yeah, you're looking at the electric car, okay, so I, I have a guess. They're basically saying about you know, yeah, well, California, right? Um, well, because they said they're going to do their own insurance, <laughs> right? There's the only place insurance is available in North America is in California, so that's correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it might be as, as a Canadian, I look at this and think, okay, yeah, it's going to be like Apple Pay, you know, like it comes out in the U.S. and two years later, Canadians get it. So you know, I, I tend to suspect that it's it's great that it will be coming before. Um, FSD because that might be why. See, uh, but, is it possible you know, that they say, "Hey, you can get your own insurance. Check out these ones." Blah blah blah. Because I mean, ultimately, it's it just like a, it's just an Uber, but for Tesla drivers. Basically, is all it is. And no, I think they want to keep that all in house because they're creating it. So I think even the insurance, they want to be able to CYA cover your own ass. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be one of those things where until they offer the insurance in your region, the ride sharing won't be available in that region. Yeah, it makes total sense because they're going to go hand in hand, right? They're going to be partnered together. Yeah, but it'll be interesting. Like, and and the topic came up today when this topic came up uh, offline, and um, I was saying this to a friend of mine. I don't know if it was you guys. I can't remember. Um, speak to you guys so so sporadically throughout the day I, I forget sometimes that I, I would give it a try like if, if the insurance was there for it or if they allowed us to do it with our own insurance like how uber and lyft uh can do it with certain insurance companies i'd give it a try i wouldn't quit my day job to do it uh but i'd, I'd give it a try would you guys yeah i i would but yeah, yeah i definitely would but i think regardless of whether it's in our area or not though i think it's still a good thing for tests overall because because you have people getting in cars now that they never did before. Well, I'm big now. Do you have people getting in cars now that uh, were never in Teslas before? Because uh, they're going to try it. It's a ride-sharing service, so people are more likely to be like, "Oh, I'm going to go buy one now." Maybe not to that extreme, but uh, no, and I Tesla, think you're right. 
Tesla gets to uh, test out their software uh, beforehand, before FSD comes, so they can like fine tune it and stuff. So uh, one less problem overall. Yeah, butts and seats is definitely what you want to be seeing. So if it gets butts and seats, then that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Yep. Even if, even if they're not in the driver's seat, but you know that's fine. Yeah, yeah no, I even drive the Tesla now too, um, I, because I before I bought mine, but it's fairly expensive. It's like three hundred dollars a day. Oh what yeah, is, you can get them on Toro. Renting a Tesla. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah Toro here in, Yeah, you can get it. No, it all depends. Like um, when I was going down to LA, uh, we were looking at some that we were going to rent uh, on Toro, and some of them were eighty bucks. Some of them were one hundred and fifty bucks a day. It all depends on on the like. I mean, if you had the performance one, or if you just had the SR Plus and stuff like that, and and what it, the allotment for mileage and stuff like that. And then there's a good company here in Canada, um, at least in around the east part here in Toronto area in um, Montreal, called uh, Evoto Rentals. They rent out Teslas, and uh, they they do a very good job of it. And they're very su- successful. Yeah, very good. Moving, yeah, moving on, folks. Uh, Speaking of Teslas and rear-wheel drive, we were talking about earlier and stuff like that. Do you guys hear about this one, the Dyno mode that got released, <laughs> and I, all I the it. shenanigans? Yeah, like I, I think one of you guys said earlier today that they're definitely right now they're in the works of trying to patch this because there's they're just not. too many. You don't think so? Though they put this out on purpose. Oh no 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 no! It's, it's no. Don't October. get me wrong, Mark. I'm, I'm I'm not saying it's a it's a glitch or anything like that. But it, it's obviously a, a development tool or developer tool that they used for dyno testing. I get that, right? They're but gonna, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be no. released to the yeah. masses. It was I supposed think they're going to gonna change. No. Yeah, they're going to change the the co- they're going to change the pin. October seven, two thousand nineteen. It was deployed to the entire Tesla fleet. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying it, it, it wasn't a mistake or anything. Yeah, it was intentionally deployed, uh, but not for, for how people users. are users. No, no, but it, for all users. But I it's don't like know about that. Auto... No, no. Watch, 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 watch this Tesla, guy. <laughs> Tesla, Inc. As you're talking, yeah. It actually did it. I was reading the article about it from actually Tesla, Inc. Yeah. This is what's going to, if well, if they keep it in, I don't know if you guys can see this video as I'm playing it, this idiot goes yeah. on a ramp. And, you know, I'm sorry if, if you're watching this and you're the driver. I feel sorry for what happened to your car. I don't mean to call you an idiot. But listen, you got to have some kind of, you got to take some kind of responsibility uh, after it tells you clearly with all the stuff that comes up on the screen, it tells you, do not use this, do not use this. And then you go ahead and use it on a, on a public road and you spin out within seconds. What are you showing me there, Mark? Can you actually, and, you know what? Can you pull this up? Can sure. Can you go to Tasmania? Okay. Uh, For people at home, I just showed a video of uh, somebody spinning. Out. You've probably seen it already. Uh, they had the dyno mode enabled, and they spun out. Yeah, go. Uh, what, what's the, what is it? I just texted it to you. I just texted it to you. Okay. It'll okay. probably be easier if you do that. So you well, think, you, okay. well, you guys so, talk. This, I think like so. Why I sent this to you? This guy is actually—it's a guy in China, and he's demonstrating the Model Three drifting. So this is really cool for drifting, and um, I have a rear-wheel drive, long range, and I drifted in it today. 
I did. Do you this. did, yeah, yeah, yes. So there's, so there's a video, video here. You just scroll down, scroll down a little bit more, and you'll play a video. Just turn the volume down because it's pretty. You play some really loud music. Is this a uh, Chinese or Japanese? Do you want me to translate Chinese. for you? Chinese. Okay. I sorry, I can't translate Chinese. Right oh, sorry, there. is it Mandarin or Cantonese? I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Man, oh, Mandarin oh, is mainland China. Oh, so, oh, why? This I'm is pretty sorry. cool. Like, look, look at this drift. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, can you guys hear that? I'm going <laughs> to mute the voice. Yeah, it's That's really loud. loud. Yeah, it's really loud. Yes. I told you. I warned you before. But look at that. If you know how to drive this, and I'm not saying a mech or, or anything, but I'm just saying, if you know how to drive this, it could be fun. That's why, again, he's doing it on a track. Don't do it on the streets. Don't no, and I agree. Road, I agree. And I for people watching the... and and not sorry, listening and not watching, you got to go. You got to check out the video on YouTube and follow us, and you'll see the video that uh, I just played. I, I think part of the it. problem is is this went into the like I know what Mark's saying. It's it's not a glitch or anything. It's like a built-in feature where they can enable. But the problem is is it went out to the public, and the public's abusing it, like we saw in the first video where the guy like took it on a street, right? Yeah, and I don't think it was supposed to go to the public. No, it was and supposed I think... to go to shops. Yes, no, no, it, it, it is. I'm telling you right now, the feature that enables access to our Dynamo for all users. It's in Tesla Inc.'s thing. So why I disagree with you, Franklin, because mm. we have autopilot, and there's people that have abused that too. So should Tesla go and stop it? I mean, you know, that's... people are doing like the water bottle trick. They're doing like the stupid orange. That's slightly doing different anything though. Else. No, it's not. Sure, because autopilot's made to be on the road on regular streets where this is not, right? Okay, but again, so if somebody takes it on the street, that's not Tesla's fault. They didn't intend to make it for people to take it on the street. They gave it to, if you want to dyno test your car or you want to track it. Yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to see if you guys saw it. Yeah, yeah, no, I I get it. have Have any of you guys been a performance Model 3? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you know you, when you turn on track mode, it also says do not use on city streets. Yeah. It's yes. 11 o'clock, my lights turn off automatically, so i got to turn it back on. <laughs> That's coming <laughs> to mind. Now I'm adjusting the color. Uh, it's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your lights are? For everyone at home that is under the age of 30, probably, might not get that. Franklin, you may not even get that. Yeah, Did you get that? Yeah. No, I don't get that. I'm under 30. <laughs> okay folks let's move on we're uh we're gonna we're trying to keep this podcast under an hour um the next topic is gonna yeah, be right. something that uh anthony second. wants to talk about i'll be back um, okay okay An- anthony we'll, left yeah maybe we'll um we'll come anthony back has lights. Oh, good. okay <laughs> uh, technology man it's great oh, I, hear you. I hear you so anthony wanted to talk about um you know just the what the incentive programs, or or just how incentives work for the public? Uh, well, it's a bit more than that. Thing? I mean, uh, no, this is this is something different. I mean, this, you oh. know, I've I've been thinking about this for a while, right? And I guess the way that I think about things is that in order for the average person to stop doing the default behavior, which we've all done for our whole lives, of you know, buying a gasoline car and you know, driving around polluting and idling and all that stuff. It's really going to take a, a really fundamental change of mindset uh, in the average person, right? I mean, we're not average people when it comes to this subject, right? I mean, we're 
you know, we're early adopters, we're, we're techie types, we've made a point of uh, buying this car uh, for, you know, whatever, whatever our reasons are, but we're not, you know, the average person, right? I mean, you know, I, 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 like I look at people who live on my street, for example, I mean, there's a guy down the road, came over to see me in the summer, asked me a few questions of the car, sat in it, like did all that stuff. And I said, you know, you guys should think about getting an EV, you know, next time you buy a car. And he's like, well, my wife doesn't like electric cars. I said, well, why not? He's like, well, I don't know. She just doesn't. It's like, okay. That's well, stupid. That is you know, stupid. And, you know, I got Amen. a guy, a guy lives across the street from me. You know, he's, you know, he's never asked me one thing about Tesla. He's a BMW guy, loves his BMWs. Uh, the only thing I've ever heard about him talking about my car is apparently he told another one of my neighbors that my car broke down in the winter because he saw the Tesla mobile service van in front on the day that they were putting my snow tires on the car, right? Um, so, you well, know, it did break down. I'm, I'm not talking, I'm not talking about, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not, I'm not talking just about my neighbors, but I'm, I'm just thinking like, if you look at the average person on the street, right? I mean, they don't know anything about electric vehicles. They, they hear what they hear, you know, they hear a bunch of misinformation on the radio. They read a bunch of misinformation in the media and it's not enough for people like us to try to solve that problem. I mean, we, we can do what we can do by talking to people. I mean, I met with a guy today, spent a couple hours, you know, talking to this guy who came up to me in a parking lot uh, recently asking me about the car and we, you know, I, we sat down, we talked, I took him for a drive. He really liked the car and he'll probably end up getting one. Um, but you know, that's one guy, right? I mean, there's millions and millions of people out there who are driving gasoline vehicles and it's, you know, it, it, it's going to require more than just faith in mankind or whatever you want to call it to get this done. Right? And so, I mean, my opinion is, you know, the government really needs to step up and start doing a lot to educate people about the realities of owning an electric vehicle um, and really start to, you know, make the incentives really appealing, right? I mean, 5,000 bucks federally is fine. Uh, it was better than nothing. But, you know, all these stupid limitations, you know, it can't be worth $55,000 and the car's got to have a $45,000 or, or lower option first and all this other bullshit, right? I mean, that needs to stop. You know, they need to just say, you know what, if you're really going to be serious about this, then be serious about it. You know, don't give people 5000 but give them $20,000, right? Take some of that money that oh, you're dumping so into the oil and gas industry every mind. year. So it's <laughs> you know. funny you say that because I just had a conversation with someone uh, Did you just say, week. hey, Siri? Uh, no, it beeped. I said, I'm serious, and it, it went off. So Sorry, Franklin, go ahead. I was saying I had a conversation with someone last week who said uh, when the incentive was 14000 it was way too much. All it was doing was helping rich people. And I'm like, no, that's not what it's for. Like, There's a lot of cars uh, that you can get that are you know, priced properly with the 14000 It's really helpful. You get more EVs on the road, and uh, they didn't buy it. They're like, oh, only... It's only there to help rich people get cars, yeah. and, you know, right? and and that's you know that's kind of what I'm talking about. I mean, you have to think there's that mentality that has to be overcome, right? I mean, it's there's the always going to be you know, I mean, a bunch of people who are ah, you don't want to give that to rich rich people, ah, ah, ah. you know. Well, I mean, you know, the government in this country is given like fifty or sixty billion dollars a year in fossil fuel subsidies of one form or another. Now, I mean, a lot of those are you know, necessary. There's things like tax breaks for people who live up in the northern territories on. Diesel fuel, you know, they need the generators to heat their homes and to run their lights. So, you know, nobody's saying, oh, yeah, okay, you switch all that off. But, you know, I mean, even if, you know, a quarter of that money was, you know, reallocated to, you know, electric vehicles, I mean, you know, just take 10, 10 or $15 billion of that. Stop giving it to whoever you're giving it to. Stop using it to subsidize the price of gas and all this other nonsense and start using it to really make a difference. You know, make it so that it's 
stupid to buy a gas car, right? Make it so that no person in their right mind would actually go buy a gasoline car because the government incentives to buy an electric vehicle are so damn good that you'd be idiotic to buy one, right? And that's not where we're at now, you know? I mean, you know, I mean, I walk my daughter to school every day. I see all these people driving the kids around. They're sitting in the car. They're running the engines for 10 or 15 minutes in the morning to warm the engine up. I mean, they don't give a crap, right? This is what they've been doing their entire life, right? I mean, yeah. we've all done this, right? I, I don't think you know. it's – I don't even want to say in fairness to them, but for lack of a better word, um, in fairness to them, I don't, I don't think that – it's so much that they don't give a crap. It's just that they don't know any better. They don't know well, they what don't they don't know, it, right? right? And right. and that's and that's what, like what you're saying about your neighbors and um, Franklin when he had the conversation last week. It's the ignorance is it's it's willful ignorance or even whether it's just regular ignorance that, that they just don't know what's out there. And this is why I mean the four of us or whoever is listening to this, we're probably preaching to the choir, right? I mean it's people that we need to get out. Uh, this message out to to that people that that have this uh, opinion or have this ignorance and don't know any better that okay there's going to be a few that you can't change your mind they're they're just set in their ways and you can't change your mind whether they're big oil or they work for them or they have a family member to work those people yeah mark they're <coughs> they're gonna die but but the other people that like like you, you said your neighbor that made this stupid <laughs> assumption your car was broken down because you're putting tires on like that that to me sounds like someone you can you can speak to right and yeah but and i think the thing is it's not even me. so much it's not even so much ignorance it's just that we're i mean we're it's literally conditioning right i mean like 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 I mean, all of us oh right? we are I mean, conditioned yes ten, like yes. 10 years ago i mean none of us would have thought about buying an electric vehicle because i mean why, why would we do that right i mean you know our like our entire life and my our parents our entire lives and probably a good chunk of their parents lives too uh, you know, gasoline vehicles and gasoline use has just been, it's simply the way things function, right? It's not something we don't even think about, the, right? The you, people you just, people you know. are scared. This is, I get it all the time. It's like, uh, yeah. how do I charge? Where do I go? If I'm on a trip, what do I do if I'm on the road? And I, I tell you that I can actually talk to anyone about this because those these are the concerns I had, okay? Mm -hmm. I all remember, did. Probably I, all did. Right, but those people I are actually 6, thinking about thousand right? kilometers a month. I travel outside of my comfort zone, and that's why I was worried at first. Like, okay, how can I get to Kingston? How can I get to Sudbury? How can I get to Windsor? Where can I charge? And See, I found ways. Of it's interesting because I was talking to someone else during that same launch conversation. Someone goes, uh, "What's the best EV that's not a Tesla? Something more affordable?" and <laughs> I was just like, well, if you want to go long distances, Tesla's the way to go because of their charging. And I know we're going to talk about charging next, so uh, it kind of ties in. But uh, I was like, yeah, Tesla's, I was explaining to her how the superchargers work and stuff like that. She's like, no, I just want to stay local. I'm like, oh, you have plenty of options then. And she was really interested in just an electric vehicle, not necessarily a Tesla. And when she started learning about how it charges and how she doesn't have to worry and stuff like that, she's like, oh, I can buy an affordable car that's, you know. Yeah, see, that's it. We just have to... to turn on that light bulb in people's heads that, that they honestly and and innocently don't know they just don't know and and yeah, this what, may what be I'm a little bit of a it's segue not our, it's not our it's not our we can't do it right there's not enough of us we need the government like it's a government level problem oh right? i agree, I and agree. It, it's not it's not even the people who are asking about it like, the people who are asking these questions even if the questions are based on misinformation at least they're thinking about it right but the problem is there's like millions of people who aren't even thinking about it and will never think about it because yeah. their entire existence 
is based on this preconceived notion of what a vehicle is. And to me, that's the problem. The government needs to solve that problem by making driving a gasoline, gasoline vehicle undesirable, right? For, I, for I, everybody, right? Not, I'm not I talking agree. about promoting Tesla. I'm just yeah. saying like you, you no, need EVs to- No, EVs in general, you know, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's, you know, this is, there's certain problems that are so big that only governments can fix them, right? And there, those are normally problems or things that affect entire populations of countries, right? So, I mean, it's, we can we can be on Twitter, we can be on YouTube, we can talk to people, we can do all this stuff, we can spend the rest of our life doing that. And we're only gonna ever touch a, a tiny, tiny percentage of the people out there, right? And, no, you're yeah, right. You know, Unfortunately, and, and just, you're right. You know, so, the, I mean, the, the, there is another the, solution. I tell you, every time I smart summon my car, I make a sale. So we need to start smart summoning our cars in dealerships where people are buying. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kick is out, dude. <laughs> Uh, no, I know, I know what you're saying, but yeah, like I don't want to be a big table-pounding guy. But you know. I agree with Anthony. Uh, the bigger picture definitely is is um, government. Now, obviously, it'll be on the other side of the coin. There's going to be people saying, "I don't want big government. I don't. I want government to stay." I get that, right? To some extent, I get that. But on a small part, we can all do our part. And like I said, we're 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 the converted, so we're almost uh, talking to ourselves by this. But which brings me up. Uh, which brings me to the topic of uh, a quick little plug here, the unofficial Tesla club that uh, a few of us here have uh, started up. And when we, when we all got together and we brainstormed about this, uh, we didn't want it to be just another club with another meetup of just Tesla people all with like-minded stuff, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but we wanted to make it a little different. Correct me if I'm wrong, right, Franklin? We yeah. wanted to make it where we can get people from the outside the EV world into the EV world, whether it's Tesla or whatever. And that's what we're trying to work on this summer and, and get the club going. And um, I forget the URL. You want somebody want to plug the, the URL? Unof the unofficial.ca. The unofficial.ca. Yeah. Unofficial we have it's some free crazy ideas to incorporate uh, people that have no idea about EVs and try to get them involved. And we have some really obscure events upcoming uh, that we're working on in the background. Uh, we actually got February to start posting. 28th, February twenty eighth, Franklin. February 28th. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to get on that. I've been sick, Mark. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, to short sellers or something. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's some really cool ideas uh, involving all sorts of different features and getting other groups involved. And when I say groups, I mean like non-Tesla groups, people that never thought you know an EV can do or a Tesla can do what it can do, right? So. A lot of fun stuff yeah. planned. Okay, quickly, we're just going to touch on this. Uh, I wasn't even going to bring this topic up, but um, Franklin sort of uh, referred to it, so I feel compelled to. But we're only going to talk sorry. about it for a couple of minutes. Uh, no, 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 don't be sorry, because I wanted to bring it up, but we just went long on, on the other topics. And I want to squeeze in some um, uh, viewer questions and listener questions that I've been promised since, since episode one. We've got a few that we, I want to get to, and we only have about 15 minutes left. So this next topic we were talking about electrification and stuff like that and uh, charging Sorry. and this topic here <laughs> electrify america tell me what you think about this electrify america uh, completed 400 ev uh, charging installs installs at their stations um almost as twice as fast as tesla did with their superchargers when they did the well, rollout so yeah but it, to me this is i mean you know i'm just going to be blunt this is another stupid because yeah, they, they, they were I mean, forced to do it but I mean, what, what they're saying in here is that they're saying, you know, they've, in two years, Electrify America rolled out more stations than Tesla did in the first two years of them deploying the supercharger network. But 
Like, when the hell did that start? Like, 2012? So, I mean, well, yeah, of course they didn't deploy as many stations between 2012 and 2014 as Electrify America did between 2018 and 2020. But, I mean, how many stations has Tesla rolled out in between 2018 and 2020? Right. Yeah. No, there was actually I mean, a number in, in the earnings call about that. No, I, I get right. what you're saying. I, I think the reason I, I thought this was just fascinating and just worth a quick little discussion only because, yes, I get what you're saying, Mark, what you were uh, alluding to at the very beginning is that they were forced to. And trust me, nobody nobody understands that more than me when it comes to um, um, that whole Dieselgate thing. But the fact that let me pull that up again, the fact that they're actually doing it and in, in, I'll, I'll I'll be honest, they're actually doing a decent job of it. Now, whether these will uh, stay free or are they? No, they're not free. No, no they're not free. They're they're free. Yeah, no, no they're they 33 were... cents. No, no, that's no. I'm thinking of PetroCanada. How much are yeah, they, guys? Yeah, yeah PetroCanada was free. Now you got to pay. These guys, you always have to pay. It's actually quite expensive, apparently. I'm taking yeah, it's like, like a, a $5 startup fee and then it goes like per minute. Okay, I stand correct. See, I'm yeah. taking the opposite uh, path of some of your comments i think it's a good thing like i know oh, they're to do it but it is a good oh, thing because people see more chargers there's more options people say hey i can actually travel here travel there exposure uh, exposure yeah, yeah. Not, yeah i'm not i'm not complaining about what they're doing i think it's great i mean i think you know 400 is great 800 would be better i mean like the more the more the merrier right i mean no, no these don't work with teslas natively but you know it's good right i mean if you're driving a non-tesla ev and there's 400 more charging stations all across United States, and that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, my my criticism of the article is that the article is kind of bullshit, right? Um, just because, you know, the, the whole premise of the article is, well, they rolled out more well, stations in two years than Tesla did, like, eight years ago, you know? But it's like, okay, so what? Yeah, they did not you know? even have to go there. They just said, oh, we put out 400. End of story. Yeah. Why? Well, the article, I mean, like, we put out yeah, more stations. do with Tesla, it? right? Electric, of course. Oh, okay, never yeah. mind. Okay, let's just continue on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to touch bases on that a little bit, and I didn't yeah. want to really. Uh, uh, no, I, I think. I mean, I think it's good. I mean, you know, like, like I said, I think it's, it's a good thing. The more charges that are out there, the more visibility, the more awareness, the more everything. It, it's good, right? I just think the article is stupid. It's the same thing we talked about the subject before. Everyone is okay with gas because they see a gas station everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see more okay. chargers, they'll be like, oh, wait, hey, maybe I can get... A I don't think we're going to have chargers like gas stations, though, eventually. They're just going to no, be wherever you're going. We They're going to be wherever it. you're going. Like, yeah, you only yeah. need it along the way. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you yeah. charge at home, you charge at your destination, but when you're driving on, like, on the way, then you need the chargers there. And I think that's where you're going to see most of the fast chargers in the long run, is, is along you know major transportation routes, right? And, Either that or, like, places around the roads right because it yeah. doesn't make sense to have like why would you have a gas station you don't need right. a charger at a gas well, station. You, yeah you'll have them in places where it makes sense to put them for example like you know if you're gonna you know drive around arizona you want to go see the grand canyon well yeah it would probably make sense to have some fast chargers in you know the, the you know or you know near the park somewhere right yeah. um so people can park and charge and, and all that stuff but you know i want to jump to the questions yeah. now timeline yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got about ten minutes left, and and like I said at the very beginning, uh, when I started off this podcast two weeks ago on uh, episode one, I said I wanted to get more uh, of the listeners and the viewers and the subscribers involved in it. And uh, since since episode one, I got a couple questions, uh, and then I put out a tweet today, and I put out some stuff on Facebook to see if anyone had any questions. And I, you know, remarkably, I got quite a 
quite a bit. So I'm only, if I didn't get to your question, if you put a question out in the last couple of weeks or even today and I haven't gotten to it in this one, rest assured, I'll do my best to get it out next week or the, or the week after. But just one from that I actually did some homework on, so that's why I want to bring it up. One that, that sort of came up uh, in the first week uh, was on Facebook, a guy named uh, Matt LeClaire. Um, he was wondering, because he lives out in BC, and he was wondering about the winter uh, package, those uh, mud guards, and he was wondering why, you know, he was saying, you know, they get winter too, and he's wondering why and if, why, why Tesla didn't give it to BC and if they were going to get them and if there was any chances, and he wanted to see if I could look into it. So, what I do, I reason for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you reason I heard, and then you can tell me, Mark, what 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 you heard. I uh, picked up the phone and I called. Uh, what location? It was some location in I want to say Vancouver. I'm pretty sure it was Vancouver. It, it was a sales center, and I spoke to the uh, uh, guy in parts. Very nice guy. Um, I don't think he gave me any bad information, so I, I don't think I have any problem saying his name. But you know, just on the safe side so I, I won't say his name but very nice guy he understood I, I explained to him that I'm just curious I don't live in BC but I'm just curious why they don't and um, in a nutshell he basically told me um, that yeah they don't right now uh, because their weather is a little milder than the other provinces in the country but eventually he suspects and he was very clear that he said he didn't know this from any uh, inside source or nothing was confirmed or or correct but he assumed that eventually in a few months or maybe i guess in a few months it might be too late so basically next year uh that it will include bc uh, and, he, and he even went as far as say it'll include northern northern states that you know have even more winters than some some of us here in uh, southern ontario so that's what he said uh now uh, hopefully that answers your question matt if you're listening uh you heard something different or you heard something along the same lines I thought it was because they're not allowed um, after sale like incentives like freebies. Um, yeah, and that's the the whole referral program with the Clomers too, right? Yeah. Now I, I heard that too originally um, when the whole program came up. What probably a couple months ago now, uh, but then someone someone easily said someone gave a good answer and said they could easily say, okay, you know what? They're ten cents. It's a like. Yeah, yeah, a dollar. It's yeah. a dollar for it, or whatever minimum they have to charge. But maybe but again, keep... Tesla never thought of that. Why on? It's only Ontario right now, right? No, you it's know, all of Canada Ontario... except BC. Yeah, it all, started all off in Ontario, and I think it went okay. Ontario and Quebec, and then it moved out to all the all of them, but uh, very quickly, like within days. But you know what? While we're on this topic of mudguards, the the Sorry, Tesla may, winter may, package, may you may you may. Uh, Matt LeClaire, if you get in touch with Bailey or myself, I have a set for you. Well, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't I don't have a set. I have a free set that I'm eligible for to pick up. And last time I was at the service center in Oakville, I didn't pick it up. But uh, and I, I didn't pick it up because I felt I had no need for it. And I also I didn't want it. And this is what brings me to my second point. Uh, folks, we could sit here and say, yeah, why BC doesn't have it and why the other provinces have it and why uh, some of the northern states don't have it also. You know what, though? I will, I'll be the first to say, and I'll admit when Tesla's wrong, uh, call me a fanboy, and, and I'm self-admittedly a fanboy, but at the same time, I'll, I'll say when I think Tesla screwed up. And in this case, I think they screwed up. To, to put out such a poor product that doesn't fit well, 
uh, from all accounts, from what I've seen, uh, and to put out a product that only fits on the front and they don't give you four, they only give you two, they don't give you two for the back, I think is ridiculous. So, so my I, advice to you. I agree fully. I did an install yeah. video when I got it. Yeah, and I was going to say. A lot of people say, were complaining uh, that I messed up the install. And I followed the you steps, did. but. Hold up, hold up. Hear me out. <laughs> Those people complaining with Mark. <laughs> Moss and I went to the service center the same day, and I compared went to my... Oakville. That's your first problem. I went to the service center. We saw the one in the showroom, and my install and theirs were identical. Oakville is a great service center. Yeah, and we compared, we compared mine to Moss's aftermarket. His aftermarket was, like, night and day better. They yeah. are. They yeah, are I mean, and it, yeah, and it, and just like what Dak said, I mean, you know, I think all of us, maybe except Mark, have third-party mud flaps on our cars already. And I mean, you know what? Except it's me. thirty dollars, right? Okay, that's well, what. I, that's my point. I mean, that's my I mean, point. You know, you can get the, the Bouge RV ones. You can get the uh, what's that other base nor base nor. I mean, there's two or three companies on Amazon that are selling these things. They're thirty bucks, right? I mean, come on, like thirty dollars, really? If you don't, yeah. Anthony, these are free. You, yeah, but if you can't spend thirty bucks on mud guards, then I mean, you really don't want them that much, right? But, yeah, no, I, you know I agree with Anthony. The free, the free ones are fine. I mean, they're free, but you know, I got a box in the basement. They're not going on my car, you know. And you know, that's because a, they kind of look like crap. B, there's nothing for the back, so it just makes it look weird. And I've also got third party ones on there already, but I mean, they're thirty dollars. Right? Just go spend thirty bucks, get some mud guards, put them on the car. Takes you thirty minutes, and you're done, right? You got protection on the front and the back. And just don't worry about it, right? I mean, if you live in BC, order them off Amazon. You're you're going to be happier, and, and that's it. And that was my point. That was my whole point to bring this up and to answer Matt's question was at the end of the day, uh, if you don't, if you're out in BC or out in one of these northern uh, places, they're free. Uh, yeah, they're free, but you can get them for thirty dollars. They're probably even less in the states. Yeah. Uh, I okay. Mean, people say you get what you pay for, and if you don't pay for them, then you know. Okay, but that's but, what you get. And, uh, I'm sticking to my word here. Matt wants them. I, I will send it to him. I just send the information to Dax. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Um, I got some questions because I posted this um, uh, thing in my Tesla Model Y Canadian group. And um, you guys can, there's a bunch of questions here. I'll just go by them like 30 seconds at a time and you guys can shout out your answers. Um, and I think actually yes. some of this was already some of this was already answered in our conversation about the Model Y earlier in the podcast. Yeah. Um, Sheldon asked, uh, "What is expect? What is the expected release date for the long range rear wheel drive and seven seater option?" Okay, so we we talked about the long range rear wheel drive. Uh, the seven seater option, I know they said twenty twenty one. Did they say something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, later. I'm and with like last yeah, quarter. with or without small kids, uh, would you guys even recommend anyone getting the seven seater? No, save your unless, four unless grand, you're putting grand, children. Yeah, like unless they're in the trunk. Yeah, I've I've had, you know, I, I I had a wow. BMW X5 a few years ago, and it had that third row. And I mean, swear to God, if you're more than about eight or nine years old, you're not fitting back there. So. Just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, if you if you got small kids or hobbits, you're good. Otherwise, no, just don't bother. Uh, hobbits, you know. <laughs> hobbits. Okay, moving on. Let's do this fast round here. Uh, Scott, in that same uh, vein, he wants to know about the Model Y. He currently lives in Toronto. Um, he's changed his Model Y order from the rear wheel drive to the all wheel drive long range, and he wants to know by him changing it, does this 
change his spot in line for delivery? Does mm, anyone know? I think so. Don't see why it would. I don't think. I mean, what, like what, how, how do we even know there's a spot, right? I mean, you've ordered deliveries. A car, you know, their deliveries so. are based off where you live. If you live in California, yeah. you get it first. After that, it just whatever they feel like. It's a it's a crapshoot. Yeah, no, pretty much. Well, if it's anything like the Model Three uh, uh, deliveries, yeah, it may be. Hopefully, it is. I, I would like to think it isn't. But I think what he means is no. his spot line in regards to say the GTA people that ordered it. Yeah, we all know that California is going to get it, and then they're going to go up, go up the coast, and go over to the East Coast. No, and stuff I, like that. I get that. I think, it's probably, I think he's going to get it sooner. Right? Is, is that like when he placed his original order, maybe he was 715. He feels if he changed it is now he, you know, like 2000 down the line. No, I think he's still 715. Yeah, plus he ordered, he ordered all wheel drive. So he's going to get the car sooner. Right. Yes. So, you know, I mean, if well, anything, yeah. you've, moved in, you've moved up in the line <laughs> because, yeah. you know, now you're ahead of all the people who still order the long range. But we don't know when that's coming. So, And that, and I guess that's his, his original question. Does he benefit by doing that, obviously getting it quicker, or did he just put himself to the bottom of the line? And I've heard some people ask about that, too. Like, I we don't he, know, we're assuming, but we... I would guess he moved up because, like what Anthony said, he's getting, he's getting the trim that they're going to make first, more than likely. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, Plus, I, I mean, pe people have this concept like there's a, like I mean, there's no line, right? I mean, you're just an order, right? So I mean, you're you saying get to the back. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but you know, like I mean, it's not like there's a physical line somewhere of people waiting for these cars. I mean, you place an order. If you live in a certain area, then once they start shipping cars to that area, that's when your number is going to come up, right? Uh, but I mean, like because he's saying he switched from a, a longer a rear wheel drive to all wheel drive, he's going to get it sooner. Because they're going to produce all-wheel drive first, right? I think yeah. I got to so, move to California in two years. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> California. It's, you know, California is going to get it first. US, oh, yeah. U.S. is going to get it first, right? But although maybe not, because now with the incentives, the U.S. Uh, the tax incentive is done now for Tesla. So yeah. who knows? You know, maybe it's okay. Little, little, yeah, Mo who knows? Moving along, Angelo's got a question. Uh, he lives in the GTA, and uh, he's wondering. Now, once again, this is one of these crystal ball questions. He's wondering when will the GTA see their first orders? Uh, I guess or deliveries is I think what he what he means. Of the Y? Um, of the Y. This this is all talking about the Y, yeah. We just we and, just saw it. It was driving around Toronto. I keep hearing <laughs> reports of it. No, there's they're saying mid they say mid two thousand twenty on their website. So Yeah, okay. And um so, I mean, he, mid, once mid, again another mid to late, you know, probably third second to third quarter calendar yeah, he, quarter, I would think. He's wondering June how many pre orders do you think there are? Oh, you're, you're actually June making 4th. a number, eh? June 4th. June 4th. June 4th. <laughs> you heard it here. June 4th. I, I get what you're doing there. I get what you're doing. Uh, okay. Um, and then I think there's one more. Just bear with me here. Uh, well, he was also wondering, while we're talking about it, he was wondering about something else. Hold on. Come I know there's one question, so we can't see them. I know there's one question uh, while you're pulling it up uh, on the first one. Someone asked about the energy app, how to use it. I uh, have a fairly in-depth video of how to do it as well, just to throw it out there. Okay, uh, yeah, I was going to bypass that one. Is, what is the energy app? Are we talking, well, it says not in car. What do you mean? It says there's an energy oh. app that is not in the car. I mean, maybe no, we're no, talking no. about the test lab for solar. Possibly. Okay. I mean, if, if, if you have a solar install, then your Tesla app also has a separate screen for your your energy oh. generation, right? Okay. Well, if, See, if that's what right. he was talking about, if was he right. if he's talking about that, 
I, I can't answer that question. If he was talking about the energy section in the cars, in the Model 3 and the S and the X, then, yeah, I would I would strongly refer you to go watch um, Franklin's video. Franklin's video. Yeah. yeah. Mother Franklin. Mother Franklin. Uh, and we're going to get one more question, and then at the end of this, we're going to plug all our sites and uh, let these people get out of here because we're already at a minute – Oh, sorry, over over an hour or an hour and three minutes. Okay, so last question here is from Vincent. Um, he's got a question about DC fast charging, and he keeps confusing me when he puts DCFC <laughs> and uh, battery degradation. Uh, my understanding, and this is him talking. My understanding is that it's the heat generated from the DCFC that is bad, quote unquote, bad for the battery. But he's wondering if you use it in the winter when the ambient temperature is lower and stuff like that, does it offset the heat generated and is it better and does it um, uh, prolong the battery life? Because he's wondering, because he lives in a condo and of course he doesn't have easy access to uh, uh, level one or level two charging. So I guess his main thing is going to be uh, supercharging or, or DC fast charging. So does anyone know here on the panel, does anyone know if using it in the winter offsets it? I, I mean, I know what the first thing you guys are going to say is that it's going to slow it down, and we all know that. Hopefully, hopefully Vincent knows. But is it going to do anything better for the battery pack? I I wouldn't think so. I mean, because even though it's cold outside, the battery's still really hot <laughs> when you're charging, right? So, you know, I don't think the ambient temperature outside is going to affect the what's going on inside the battery. I mean, I, I've heard the same thing. Like I've heard Tesla say, or not Tesla say, but I've heard. I've, I've heard it said that repeatedly supercharging the car over an extended period of time will cause uh, faster battery degradation than if you're using level one or level two charging. Um, but I don't think the ambient temperature at the time of charge is going to have any effect on that. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Frank, um, uh, Anthony, Anthony, because... Yes, I'm getting this, this guy here. Yes, here. Anthony, because... Tesla regulates their battery pack so well and so precisely with their BMS. They they manage it so well that, yeah, it could be minus 40 out. It could be minus 10. And I'm talking Celsius here, folks. Um, or it could be plus 30 out. And it'll they do their best and they, do a, they take a lot of time and energy to make sure that pack is regulated. And it, within a perfect, uh, I guess, span of, of temperature range. I think uh, he should use Marvel charging instead of DC charging. It might be better. Okay. And that's what that <laughs> okay, comment there will bring us to the end of this podcast. Uh, Anthony, do you have anything to say uh, to plug yourself and say uh, to the listeners before you head out? Well, thanks You're, for inviting me on. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate it. Uh, no yeah, problem. I come back again. Uh, I, know, I know I get a bit verbose sometimes and I can be the ang- grumpy old man. But, uh, you know, that's because I am. If you um, use big words like verbose again, <laughs> You're not coming back on. Use Tesla Milton on uh, yeah, Tesla Tes- Bros. I'm Tesla Milton on. <laughs> hey, come on now. Stop it. Uh, I'm Tesla Milton on Twitter. So that Tesla Milton, just put the at symbol in front of my name, and you're, you're good to go. I have a YouTube channel, but because I don't have enough subscribers, I can't tell you what the uh, URL is because it's some very long combination of letters and numbers. But if you search for Tesla Milton on YouTube, you'll find that I occasionally post videos, but not as often yeah. as my uh, my compatriots here. Yes. No, very, very good educational, very entertaining uh, YouTube channel. And you're very active on Twitter. Uh, any question you have regarding EVs, especially 
um, Tesla, Anthony can answer, and especially if it's a you know Southern Ontario related question. Mark, where? Yes, sir. You got your finger up there. Where where can people find you, and uh, what do you have to uh, tell people this week? Well, fairly simple. Tesla backseat baller, and what I have to say is, I hit 100k, and keep going strong. And oh, here's awesome. to here's to the here's to the next 100k. Oh, are we gonna... not, not not subscribers. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> when are we going to see that video? I'm sure there's a video. Um, yeah, this still year. working on it because uh, I've been sick too. So I, I still have the draw to do. I promised a draw that I was going to do on Sunday, but then the Super Bowl and same thing. I've still been uh, very under the weather, and uh, my my daughter was here. She had that surgery, so it's. I apologize for uh, being behind. And last but not least, Mr. Mother Frunker. Franklin, where can um I, I you're you're so active everywhere. Where can people find you? <laughs> uh just type Mother Frunker in any social platform except for Facebook. I mean I'm on there too, <laughs> but it's automatic. <laughs> Twitter, yeah. uh I'm on Instagram. Don't use it that often. Uh YouTube, pretty much anywhere. So yeah. Mother Frunker. And when can we expect a, a new video from you? And don't say like in five minutes. <laughs> uh, this week, I'll start posting more videos. This week, definitely, I have some good ones I've been working on, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I? Can you I? Mi- Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was go gonna, ahead. I was just gonna say, can I? Do you mind if I mention last night's um, experiment that we tried? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. We uh, Franklin had had an awesome idea uh, while Super Bowl was fresh in, in everyone's minds and everything. Um, he was going to do, and I, we actually did it. Mark and I, uh, who, along with Franklin, that uh, was Franklin's idea and he hosted it. And, uh, we went through many, if not all, well, many, many of the Super Bowl commercials and Franklin did all the research and got all the uh, amount of money it costs for each Super Bowl commercial and everything. Um, and it was fun. It was 10, 15 minutes long and we had a good, healthy discussion about it. And, it couldn't be posted. It got flagged on YouTube for copyright content. And that was last night. And then today I was messing around with a live stream with the Tesla stock. And that one got flagged for copyright uh, stuff. So it's been a fun 24 hours on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but you're still here. Sorry, yeah. what were you going to say before I interrupted you? I was going to say, can I mention uh, someone random in the community? Like oh, a, just a random sure. shout out? So yeah. I'll try doing these weekly. Uh, I'm going to start with an obvious one. If you guys aren't on Twitter, uh, check out 28 Delays Later. Uh, Earl, he's the guy who started Front Puppy. Uh, posts really good content. A lot of content. Uh, if you're not on Twitter, just, just pop on Twitter and check out his content. But uh, I want to try doing these weekly. Uh, just mentioning someone doing good for the community. Uh, but yeah, I'll start off with yeah. Earl because I think he's like one of the best people you can follow. I would love to get and and not to, anything is wrong with you guys. I love you guys, but I would love to get um, different people. And I am I'm, I'm been in the works of getting different people on uh, as guest guest uh, speakers or hosts uh, or co-hosts, however you want to say it. And um, Earl is one guy I'd like Raj. to get on. Yeah, yeah, Raj, we're getting you eventually. Listen, well, Raj, you, and I've been in the Raj, Raj. If you kick me Raj, off for Raj, Raj or Earl or. Pretty much you anyone. I won't feel upset. Like I'll understand. Yeah, I won't be kicking you <laughs> off, guys. When Elon comes on the podcast, I'm going to come to your house. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll be here, so yeah. Elon will not be coming on the podcast anytime soon, <laughs> folks. But anyways, yeah, you never know. You never know. Thanks, folks, for watching. Um, what I forgot to mention after we did the um, 
the questions and everything. If you have any questions, any questions whatsoever, Tesla related, or even EV related, yeah, leave it down in a comment below here of this video or any of the other videos, uh, other episode podcasts, or in any of the social media platforms that we've just spoken about. Um, I could be found exactly where these guys said they could be found under the same name. I go for everything, Tesla Talks. And you have a question, just tell me, hey, can you answer this question on your next podcast? And like I said, I'll do our best to get it on uh, fresh, like the next or that current week or the next week. But if it's a week or two down the line, uh, just bear with me. That's all I ask. And make sure to like this video, do subscribe to Tesla Talks. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank make you sure. very much. I'm giving you the shout out. Remember to get your pets stayed and neutered. Speaking yes. of fresh, Thank, didn't you know? Thanks, Bob. Yes. <laughs> thanks, guys. Folks, we'll see you later. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Uh, next week, I should have Peace. one. I know I said I might not have one this week, but I scrambled and we, we worked it out. So next week, I should have one, but if I don't, we'll have one in a couple weeks. Thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Bye bye.